0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from WISE, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With WISE, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how WISE could work for you at WISE.com.
1: Why is Russia draining a huge reservoir in Ukraine? This is the State of Ukraine from NPR News. Satellite imagery obtained by NPR shows Russia is draining an important reservoir in southern Ukraine. This water is used for drinking and agriculture, but also for cooling Europe's largest nuclear power plant. Leila Fadl talked to NPR's Jeff Brumfield about it.
2: So what's happening at this reservoir?
0: So this reservoir is called the Kachovka Reservoir. It's about the size of Utah's Great Salt Lake. And it's really important to southern Ukraine. It supplies drinking water and fills irrigation canals all over the region. My colleagues and I have been looking over satellite data and images which clearly show that since November, the water level has been plummeting at this reservoir. It's now at its lowest level in 30 years.
2: Okay, so two questions. What's Mm -hmm. causing it to drain so quickly, and how do we know it's Russia?
0: Right. So here's sort of the setup of the whole situation. The thing holding the water in the reservoir is a large hydroelectric dam. That's holding the, the water back. The dam also is on the front lines of the war, and on one side is Ukrainian territory, and on the other side is Russian territory. Satellite images very clearly show that sluice gates on the Russian side of the dam are open. They're letting the water out. I spoke to David Helms. He's a retired meteorologist and satellite expert with the U.S. government who's sort of become obsessed with this whole situation. And he told me that the way the dam is set up, there's really only one side that could be doing this. It's the Russians. The Ukrainians, if they wanted to, they can't get across. They can't just like swim across, climb up. They can't do that. They would be dead because the Russians would shoot them. And a statement from local officials in Ukraine indicates that they too think Russia is to blame for what's happening.
2: And it sounds like if this huge reservoir empties out, the consequences are dire.
0: Yeah, one of the biggest dangers is that the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, that plant has, of course, been on the front lines throughout this conflict, and it needs cooling water for its nuclear cores. That water comes from this reservoir. The International Atomic Energy Agency has already put out a statement about falling water levels. Beyond that, this reservoir supplies drinking water to several cities in southern Ukraine, and it's used to irrigate around half a million acres of farmland. Mm. So this is a very arid part of the country, and it really depends on it.
2: Why would the Russians be doing this?
0: Well, we don't really know. David Helms thinks this may be another tool of attack against Ukraine and its economy. That's as good as knocking out the power grid. But I spoke to Brian Koons. He's at the Swedish University of Agricultural Sciences. And he says that most of the irrigation channels run to the Russian-held side of the reservoir. So he doesn't really understand why they drain it.
1: It just seems strange that they'd be doing a scorched earth on territory that they claim publicly that they want to keep.
0: Another possibility is that the Russians are doing this for military reasons, to flood the Dnipro River below the reservoir and prevent Ukrainian troops from advancing.
2: So can Ukraine do anything?
0: You know, local uh, Ukrainian officials said on Telegram, they're looking to try and slow the loss by filling the reservoir with water from other reservoirs. But as long as those sluice gates are open, it's going to be really tough.
2: NPR's Jeff Brumfield. Thanks, Jeff.
0: Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to The State of Ukraine from NPR News. Please come back to this feed for more on the war and its impacts around the world.
2: On this week's episode of Wild Card, comedian Bowen Yang says you don't have to feel bad for falling short on mindfulness.
0: I get in my own way by, like, over-privileging the present.
2: That's so interesting because everyone wants to be in the present.
0: I feel like being present is overrated.
2: I'm Rachel Martin. Join us for NPR's Wild Card Podcast, the game where cards control the conversation. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.